Hello everyone and thank you so much as always for clicking on this podcast and this particular episode of Joe Blogs about films, whether you're a first time listener or a long time listener, like I state every episode, I really do appreciate you clicking on this episode, this podcast and just for your constant, constant support. Now when I did Oppenheimer, I said, I'm not sure to begin with this one uh, for all the right reasons because it was breathtaking cinema. I'm going to say the same again for Meg 2, The Trench, if I'm not sure where to begin with this one, um, purely on more negative more negative reasons. But what I will say is that I did go into Meg 2 thinking and knowing that the film was probably going to be quite poor, but hopefully in a silly way. Obviously, before I saw the film, I'd seen that it had opened to 0% on Rotten Tomatoes, and it has since crept up, obviously. And of course, I don't listen to Rotten Tomatoes or even you know prejudge a film on any reviews. So I still went in like, yep, that, that's fair. If it's got 0%, it's, it's obviously not a huge, it's not going to be a big Oscar nominee film, is it? It's got to be jam-packed with deep meanings, etc., etc. I knew what I was going in for, but good Lord, was this film bad. Now, before I proceed, I have to make it clear that I did like the first Meg film. I, I thought it was exactly what I've just been describing, you know, fun, silly, but not great at the same time. Somehow those kind of films work and they certainly leave an impression on, on me anyways and, and other audience members because I too, like many, were down for a sequel. I, I just love a creature feature. I think we all know now on the podcast that I'm a big fan of that genre. So when the second Meg was announced, I was like, yep, here we go, get ready for more Statham versus Big R Shark. The problem is, the Meg sequel just took itself a little bit too seriously for me. I thought the first one did well at like playing off the fact that the film was a tad silly. You know, not overly winking and nudging at the audience, but it was certainly there in some form. This one, though... I cannot for the life of me understand why they decided to go down the route with the story that they did. I fully understand that they, they don't just want to copy and paste the first story into this one. At the end of the day, you have to think of something new for the shark to attack or, you know, to expand on the first one. But the whole espionage side of the film just was a real slog and a struggle for me. It just didn't scream Meg 2, like within 10 minutes of the film. I was turning to my mate and asking, are, are, are we in the right screening? Like, is, is this is this the right film? It just It's just completely ridiculous. And if I wanted to see Statham kick bad guys' ass, I'd watch something like Transporter or Expendables or Crank or any, or any other film that is part of that genre. The other thing as well that was really disappointing for me with this film was the lack of Meg action, lack of shark attacks. Like, where, where were they? I we had about, th we got three Megs in this film and a Kraken and we saw hardly any kind of what we've paid to see, basically, what we want to come and see in these films. No attacks whatsoever. It's really remarkable and unbelievable and we get about, what, 30 minutes of Meg attacks or something? The rest is literally watching Statham and his team take down bad guys. I just don't know what was going on with this film when they were putting it together. I guess it, I think it just all comes down to the fact that it's, it feels like they've taken themselves a little bit too seriously. Almost like the studios are thinking, well, we, we want to make more, so let's go bigger and basically just make Fast and Furious films, but with Megs instead of cars. Like, that's where it's heading, people. Like, I can see it now. The final Fast and Furious film will connect to the Meg universe somehow, and thus we have the next 10 years of cinema, people. That is surely due. I've rambled on already enough, and it's probably going to be very negative, this podcast, so apologies. In fairness, there are, there are pros in this film, I would say, um, slightly, but not an awful lot. And again, apologies in advance for the 
negativity towards the Meg 2. I can already hear people saying, what were you expecting? But I was expecting better than this. I, I really was. I wanted some fun. Like, you know, we'll, we'll talk all about it. But before I do proceed, obviously, the pod is available on Apple, Spotify, and Google Podcasts, as to rss.com. Jump onto Facebook and to Instagram, search Joe Blogs About Films, give us a like and a follow in there, on there. Uh, get in touch about films in general, but if you could as well, wherever you're listening to the podcast through whether that be apple spotify or wherever if you could leave a review that'd be great hit the notification button as well awesome 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 thank you again as always for your constant constant support right let's get this done when the natural barrier that separates prehistoric sea beasts from the rest of the ocean is breached it releases multiple megs and more on the world i will get some positives out because the film doesn't have many and i don't want to be constantly just down in the dumps with this um and probably for every positive there is going to be a negative in fairness that follows so yeah apology I, I, why am i saying apologies this is just my thoughts again please get in touch with your thoughts about meg 2 but in terms of positive i thought the cgi and effects for the megs was pretty cool at times i do think they really utilized the trench setting that we got in the film to enhance that terror of these giant creatures within you know certain lighting such as that red touch that we have here and there it really did enhance those sequences. It really made the Megs look menacing. Added to the fact as well that like the Alpha Meg or whatever had like scars and marks on its face due to previous battles was also a cool touch. Again, really added that fear. And continuing with the CGI and the visuals for a moment, I thought the prehistoric segment at the start of the film that was the highlight of the film for me. Like, it's about five minutes long, if that. And they showed it in the bloody trailers, which I thought was a huge mistake, and they could have just, should have just probably saved it for the film. To be honest, though, <laughs> the whole film is in the trailer, so... But anyways, yeah, those first five minutes of seeing the Meg take down the T-Rex was just straight-up awesome. That was easily probably the best bit of the film. That being said as well, obviously praising the CGI, um, there are obviously negatives too, because there were some weak borderline horrendous moments there were parts of this film mainly again back to the trench which again i know i've just been praising it but like i said a minute ago positive and negative when the stuff was going down in the trench there was explosions here and there you know which evidently leads and unleashes the monsters to the surface you just couldn't see anything though it was just this big big blur of cgi and i'm i was sat squinting like i have no idea what's happening right now um, I, I, I'm going to keep coming back to it, but I really wish, like I said, once the, the monsters were unleashed, right, I just wanted more more Megan creature action, basically. Those bits were great, and for the most part, I did enjoy, like I say, the trench sequences, but with everything going off there, and these bad guys involved as well, there's a mole in the group, the good guys group, that is, who's sabotaging the mission. I was like, who even cares? Who even cares? What are we doing? Just show me a Meg. Just show me Jason Statham, punch a Meg in the face. That's, just do that. Do that for two hours, I'll be fine. <laughs> would it? Would it? You know what I mean, though? It just took itself way too seriously. And I think that's what it all comes down to. The seriousness of the, obviously, with the tone. There's, there's, there's fun in there, but not an awful lot. But the story was terrible and ridiculous. That, that's it for me. Like, ridiculous can be good. We see that time and time again in these kind of films. The Meg 1, like, was pretty bloody ridiculous. But you have to at least have a semi-decent script as well. The script was just a mess for this. Like, it felt like two films in one. It's a real slog to get to the good parts, which is pretty much to say the last 30 minutes. But by then, you, you just want out. You're like, I'm ready to go. 
now now i was waiting for the film to end so so badly towards it honestly it's such a such a shame statham in this film is just what you'd expect really um he doesn't really have to break a sweat with these these roles he's pretty much nailed them so credit there but i, I do like seeing him take on the megs you know in these films and again he gets some cracking one-liners personal favorite see your chum really brilliant lovely stuff that's the type of silliness I wanted. Not this serious action hero film with sharks. Like, they made his character uh, James Bond slash Ethan Hunt hero that takes down bad guys at sea. That whole introduction to his character in this film, honestly, was just absolutely ridiculous. Like, you're going to hear that word so much. Just turn it into a drinking game or something because it might make this a little bit more bearable. <laughs> I can't even bother to go through the rest of the cast because, honestly, who even cares? But the other couple that I will quickly shout is, obviously, Jing Wu as uh, Jaimung Zhang. Um, I liked his characters back and forth with Statham. Uh, Jing Wu's character is the uncle to Mayan, uh, and so we have a new dynamic, a new relationship to explore there. It's not great, mind, but it's cool to see, you know, his character think he can train a Meg. That's right, this film goes full on Jurassic World as well in here. Like, it's the abyss meets Jurassic Park slash world. Basically, that's the Meg 2. Saying those words, you'd think... I'd like that, but nope. Honestly, this is this was just a shit show, honestly. But Paige Kennedy as DJ was the best character of the film, without a shadow of a doubt. He carried on that great personality and comedic timings from the first one and just amped that up so much that it was honestly a joy to see him on the screen with each scene that he is in. He even gets a Jaws 2 joke in there about poisoned, uh, poisoned tip bullets that I was all here for. I loved it. Honestly, he saved the film for me. My, my marks out of 10 for this film are probably for him, his performance and his jokes really alone. I've already crammed in quite a lot of negatives about this film already, but here's some more for good measure. The villains in this film were absolutely garbage. They were awful. They were so bad, like the kind of villains that you'd see in a straight-to-DVD film. Honestly, to be fair, this whole film is a straight-to-DVD flick. It's the epitome of Bargain Bin. My goodness, I did not enjoy this film. And my final point would be that I still can't believe that Ben Wheatley directed this. Like, I admire any filmmaker who branches out into different genres. You don't have to be bottled into one genre. It's great to see some of the different things and, and a director really, really, I say, branch out. But when I know the calibre and the work that this guy has done, like, you know, Kill Lists, which is probably my favourite film of his, Sightseers 2 is great fun. A Field in England, Free Fire, the list goes on. I just can't believe he directed The Meg 2. It is so far off what I would expect. Yes, I've said, you know, it is nice to mix it up, but maybe that's why, too, I am shocked at just how bad this film is, especially with Ben Wheatley's name attached to it. I could waffle on and bore people to tears if I have not already about how garbage this film was. Um, it has some okay moments at best, but the pace of the film is a real slog, and when the action comes in, you're already checked out and you're ready to go home and watch a good shark film like Jaws or Deep Blue Sea. Out of ten, two, three maybe? Honestly, it's right down there. I was hoping for so much fun like I had with the first, but I got chewed up and munched to death like the sorry folks of Fun Island or wherever the hell that place was at the end of the film. Oh, finally, sorry, one last positive. There is one cool shot of, in the film of being in the jaws of the Meg as it eats people. That was cool. Add that to the other four other good scenes in this film. Thank you so much, as always, for listening. This is actually, frustratingly, to leave on a bit of a, a negative note with this film being so disappointing. This is my last podcast for a couple of weeks. I'm off to Disneyland, so I'm very, very excited to 
just have a nice time there and not think about the Meg 2. But when I come back, I'm hoping to obviously have a review for the Haunted Mansion film, which is obviously dropping, I think, on Friday coming. And that's kind of like a nice little uh, little balance there. Flying off to Disneyland, come back and review in a Disney film. So, yeah, works out, doesn't it? But as always, thank you so much for your support and for listening to this podcast. Do let me know if you see the Meg 2, what your thoughts are on it. If you just l- were able to do the whole switch your mind off and enjoy the film because I, I love those kind of films. Like I keep praising and, and saying, sorry, on this film, on this podcast, I do like sitting in a film that's dumb, dumb fun. And you can just switch. It's just a popcorn movie. You know what I mean? But for me, that, that was not this film. That was so not this film. It was like, let's be as serious as we can, but there's giant sharks in there. So maybe it was always just a recipe for disaster. But hey, when the Meg 3 comes out, you know I'll be seeing it. You know I'll be there. Thank you as always, listeners. It really is appreciated. Until the next episode, take care.